Podcast. 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 Are we saying podcast? Welcome back. Welcome back. Two fanboys and a filthy casual back at you once again. As usual, this is one of your hosts, Dennis. This is Lewis. This is Harold. I'm so glad that you are all back here listening to us and so excited because it's rare that we actually come up with new stuff. And uh, Lewis, I believe you have uh, created a new segment for us. Uh, you want to tell us what the brand new, brand spanking new segment that we have for our podcast is today? Yeah, actually, this brand new segment was kind of out of nowhere. It's also a question. Oh, I guess the section or this new segment is going to be called "We Have Fans." Uh, I know. Uh, so yeah, we actually have some <laughs> listeners who have been reacting to some of our recent podcasts. So shout out to all of the fans who are still people listening. Are, to... People actually still listen to this damn thing. <laughs> I know this is not for nothing. I guess. Wow. wow okay. Imagine that. So we yeah, have that one. We we have the one. Actually, we have a two. <laughs> literally, like us a... listening to ourselves. <laughs> I, that's my that's my favorite driving music by the way just listening to us prattle on <laughs> I, I i uh sometimes i put on our podcast when i'm taking a shower so it sounds like i'm talking to myself in the shower <laughs> <laughs> so and all like, the, oh. turns out all the numbers that we've been seeing most of us at us <laughs> <laughs> two-thirds of the numbers is the three of us listening to ourselves that's, yes <laughs> plus this guy okay I know. or a girl nothing wrong know? with that <laughs> Okay, yeah, so, so uh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So we actually got a call in question um, from George Morones of El Camino High. So shout out to George, a longtime listener, apparently, and what, follower what? of the show. I know. So thank you. I did not know. Yeah, you're right. Had... Harold, that, that does deserve a purr, purr, purr. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. So, yeah. Well, first off, thank you very much, George, for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate you following us, uh, following along and uh, sharing your enthusiasm. So George actually had a question, I guess, inspired by our recent review of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So if you guys don't mind, let's listen in to George's question. One quick question now for you guys. So in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where the scene where John Walker and the Falcon are fighting and where John Walker with his ripped Falcon's wings, what would happen if John Walker ripped his wings and killed him with, with the shield? How would the movie change and how the scenery would it be right after John Walker killed him and where how would the news be brought to the people? Okay, wow. Um whoa, okay, so where are we gonna go go with that? Um Lewis, I since think... you are our um our resident you know, I, 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 of, of all three of us, I think you're more comic booky than all of us. So <laughs> I think we're, we're going to go with you. Um, what exactly? How how would the uh, how would Marvel actually um, handle that? That would have been interesting, to be honest. I mean, yes, obviously Falcon is a bit. You know, the question being, what would happen if John Walker actually did, you know, get away with killing the Falcon or killed Falcon, one of the heroes of the show. Um, you know, as, as a comic book fan, you know, I, I know that heroes, unfortunately, die all the time, but they also come back all the time, too. So but, you know, in, in a storytelling sense for this for this show, it would have been really interesting. And I guess I, I think one of our criticisms, if I remember correctly, was that we were joking that, you know, Bucky didn't have a lot of motivation or a lot of stuff to do during the show besides, you know, his his redemption arc of trying to get make good or uh, do good. Uh, so I guess if John Walker did kill Falcon or if something happened to Falcon, um, you know, 
my the layup assumption I would have had is yeah, Bucky would pick up the shield. He would be the next Captain America. And then uh, you know, we comic book fans, we know that that's actually one of the alternate uh, Captain Americas in the comic books. Like Bucky does become Captain America for a little bit uh, with his own uniform and everything. So yeah, I think that would have been uh, that's an interesting question, a great alternate like you know story that we like a what if a fun what if that we could probably do in the future. But yeah, I think uh, Bucky would definitely pick up the shield and maybe exact revenge on Bucky and uh, or I'm sorry on uh, the on uh, John Walker. Uh, how about you guys? What do you think uh, this show would go without uh, Falcon? Two takes for me. One is um, considering the uh, the the arc of that story. Um, imagine the riots that would have occurred if, <laughs> uh, if that, that happened. Yeah. Uh, all, you know, considering the the arc that it was going, all of a sudden you have the White Savior um, to to take care of everything. That would have been amazing and <laughs> very very terrible at the same time. Like you know, um, there's gonna be like um, um, flags burning um, in the uh, the uh, Disney and the MCU hallways, um, but. At least for me, it's an interesting um, thought experiment over here because when you thought when I, when when you said, "Man, what would happen?" The, uh, as usual, of course, my first thought was kind of like you, kind of like Bucky, but I was like, "Dude, that would have been amazing." A because um, would have been totally out of left field or whatever field um, it, things come <laughs> out of that is surprising. But um, Imagine if that happened and that actually forced Isaiah Bradley to come out of retirement. Ooh. Like, bam, bam, bam. You now have <laughs> the new black Captain America and you're not going to have the, uh, you know, the, the Captain Falcon uh, joke anymore. But, <laughs> you know, you have the older statesman coming in and I don't know. Um, I like um, Anthony Mackie with the um, the character, but it would have been interesting to see Isaiah Bradley take on that mantle to honor, um, you know, uh, to honor the Falcon, um, at least in my in my head canon. Uh, first of all, Dan, I, I just want to respond to your response real quick, because I think you know the little tidbit. Do you remember why they call it out of left field? No, I don't. Is it wasn't it? It was in the that bathroom book that my sister gave us like 20 years ago. <laughs> Did it? Damn it. No, I, I forgot about that one. What, what was the reason for it? <laughs> the reasoning is they call, they call it out of left field because Babe Ruth played right field. So if you were on left field, you were farthest away from getting to see Babe Ruth. Oh. Uh, so interesting sure. fact for the listeners, and I think Lewis also. For, uh, at a certain point, um, Harold and I discovered that we were sharing the same interesting <laughs> facts, um, and we found out that the reason is because um, his sister bought the the same um, like book, like uh, like like how, I forget how many, but interesting facts. Uncle John's involved. bathroom reader. Yeah, and it, it was in I, I don't know about Harold, but it was in my bathroom. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you know I've read that book at least like three dozen times. Exactly. And I don't know what I did with my copy. Now I'm pretty sad now that you, now that you said it. So. Um, I picked up a couple uh, different versions from remember when the library uh, near Lewis's place was doing like a book sale a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were on sale for like a dollar. So I bought like six of them. Nice. So uh, random facts. I will know a bunch of them because I read <laughs> bathroom readers in the bathroom. <laughs> I spend a lot of time there, apparently. Um, I, I I like, I think, yeah, I think the easy answer would probably be, you know, that Bucky takes the mantle, main, mainly because, you know, that was always, 
that was also another storyline that they could have gone with. Um, I like Dennis's idea, though. I think if anything, that would probably be the most uh, like fulfilling um, uh, way to go with that. Mainly because, yeah, we can we can go with Bucky, but if you have all that context about like racial discrimination and in- inequality. And then right away give the mantle that everyone or like most people have been vying for to somebody who doesn't appreciate that kind of um, history being shown towards their character. Then I think it would like be a wash of the whole series, because as much as we wanted to think that, you know, for the time being that the whole story was about uh, two guys getting their redemption arcs. And then eventually fulfilling into the positions that, you know, we didn't imagine them being when they initially became like uh, mainstays in the MCU. And then uh, now giving them an actual purpose and then uh, to just take away the big, like the biggest purpose for the Falcon character would have been like a, you know, a disservice to everybody involved. So, uh, yeah, I think I, yeah, it'd just probably be Bucky. Um, and if anything, or maybe somebody from Wakanda, I don't know, <laughs> but they couldn't be, they couldn't be Captain America. It, yeah. it, it, it turns out that the only thing that Bucky had to do was to talk to that Asian guy and say, I'm sorry. And then leave. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. He would have saved or, himself six episodes to do that. <laughs> or if he had just like, when he was in the hotel, the first time he'd been like, hey man. Turn the key faster, bro. Like, get in. <laughs> like, I'm about to murder somebody, and I don't want you to see this. Look, bro. <laughs> How hard is it to turn a key? <laughs> that, that guy was just used to those, uh, the new hotel keys, I guess, at the Marriott. Like, bloop. Yeah. He was like, no, a key and a keyhole. Right, anyway. They didn't have the skeleton key version, and he was just like. I know. He looked yeah, like the dog in, uh, in Pirates of the Caribbean. Trying to get his... <laughs> <laughs> these millennials, man. They don't know how to operate these things anymore. Uh, but wow. So anyway, yeah, thanks again, George, if you're listening. I hope you're still listening. And uh, please forward this to all of your friends because <laughs> we're giving you a um, shout out. <laughs> really I, like quickly. The fact that, I like the fact that uh, imagine if it was the moment he heard his, his, his name. Like, okay, that's it. Click. And then that was it. That was that was the last time we heard of George. But... Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> it. He was done with it. I know. Um, since we're in the segment of fans here, I just want to bring up a funny message that we just got from one of our fans. Yay! Um, we have fans? We have fans? Question mark? <laughs> and we have people who are like interacting with us. So, um, I, I, Lewis, I think you need to be more incredulous with that. We have fans? We have fans. Like, oh, why? <laughs> what's, the, what's the point? Have they heard us? We have, we have your support in real life. We don't need it. Anyway. Um, Just so, kidding. No, uh, we, we, we need you digitally too. Please, please subscribe. Oh, no, yeah. Like every single member of your family, please like do one rotation. Yeah, don't like, forget to sign up for our OnlyFans page. Yeah, Jeez. it's just it's just Lewis eating. <laughs> it's ASMR, excuse me. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And it's uh-huh. like the it's it's like the 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 one hour that Lewis is is able to eat. That's that's the sound that you hear <laughs> for one hour, just devouring stuff. I fast, I fast, I fast twenty three hours just to, just to have that one hour. Just of for ASMR that one. Eating. 
<laughs> so if you're it's interested, in, if you're interested in Lewis uh, like um, speed eating and gorging <laughs> himself with uh, with uh, like carrots, um, you know, please please uh, <laughs> sign up to our OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Harold, go but, for it. It's okay. Oh, so we got a message from one of our longtime fans. I'm not going to name any names just because uh, we don't usually name names here except lewis literally just named the guy george like 10 seconds ago um, Sorry, dude. <laughs> but we got him we, we got a message from one of our uh, listeners uh talking about last week's episode in regards yeah, to the, uh, the, the name is like a is like a plant that, that that hangs from like walls or something like that oh yes <laughs> yes exactly okay. and um uh her nickname is uh, a B. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't clever at all. But, buzz, um, buzz. <laughs> and and the only reason I'm I'm saying this now is because we literally just got the message on air. So when we, she listens to this, she'll know that exactly I got the message on air. And I'm sharing this story just because it has made me crack up, and I've had to turn away from recording for a couple of times because I didn't want to laugh into the mic too hard here. Um, but she was complaining that when we went to watch the screening of Mortal Kombat, that we were a little too excited to talk about one of our, our friends that we hadn't seen in a long time. And she was annoyed that we spent about five minutes talking about <laughs> this guy. Oh, no. Like we didn't miss <laughs> her, but missed this guy instead because they're sort of related. And she just gave me a nickname for him and it's been cracking me up because of the inference of what it means whoa, and she whoa, was so saying this is a private message between the two of you no 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 we're making this public because it's on our public <laughs> thing <laughs> just because the joke is so good sorry uh lady that we're not naming but we we all infer exactly who you are um buzz, buzz. and she said and she said um i did i i like how you uh spend so much time fanning over this person and then she called the person Danny and I was like Danny that as long as we've known the dude for over 20 years I've never heard anybody refer to him as Danny and then I was like so I responded back Danny and her response was DeVito Oh no <laughs> Oh <laughs> Oh jeez! I hope he hears this when he when this podcast <laughs> when this goes up next week. <laughs> oh man, that's it. I'm, I'm going on my. I'm, I'm changing my contact. His contact is changing name. His, his name is not Danny. It's done. So his name is. Uh... And she's gonna be. She's gonna be Arnold. Or... Yeah, no, she's been. You don't. You don't need to imply that. That that's that was the. Yeah, that, that's was the uh, that, was, that was the mic drop, and then he she walked away at that point. Good job, Buzz Buzz. So good. <laughs> you can pat yourself in the back and the lower back and down your toes because you have really long arms. <laughs> Oh, hey, dude! Oh my god! I think gosh. we should just end the episode with that. <laughs> it's not gonna get anybody any better than that. That's like the oh. best joke we've had in like two years. Thank oh. you, Buzz Buzz. Seriously, and shout out to you too, Danny. We still love you though. I mean, obviously, we love Buzz Buzz more now because a lot <laughs> funnier. <laughs> that that I we, we've known Buzz Buzz and Danny for. 
a very long time now, and that was maybe the funniest thing that either of them has ever said. <laughs> while while sober, while sober, let's, let's take that into well, context. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll give them that one. Okay, wow. Okay, how do we how to move? I, I guess we move on to our next segment. Um, so good job with the on the news segment, Lewis. Hopefully, um, we can find another one in like three years. Uh, <laughs> that actually interacts with us. Um, so on to poopery. I believe, Lewis, uh, you are our poopery person again today. I believe. Oh no, yeah. um, I think actually Harold wanted to talk oh, about something Harold, that okay. uh, has oh, been okay. on the uh, on A and E lately. So yeah, go for it, H. Uh, yeah, it's just an interesting uh, cross-promotional thing that A&E is apparently doing with the, because uh, uh, I think they're owned by NBC Universal and whatnot. So uh, one of the things that they've been doing for the past couple of weeks, and they will continue to do for the next few weeks, is, as most of you guys know, A&E, one of A&E's biggest series is just the biography series. And they literally do biographies on like pretty much anybody. Uh, like yesterday, I was watching the Kenny Rogers one because I wanted to see him talk about chicken. Um, he didn't. I was gonna make that joke. I was gonna make that joke. <laughs> All he talked about was his music and why his face changed that one time. How um, dare he! And yes, Lewis, remember he did pass away last year. So I, thank you. Peace. I know. <laughs> That's a piece of the roaster, the yeah. OG roaster. Lewis actually dropped his drumstick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pour one out for the for the homie. That's part of his Crazy. ASMR. So, but with that in mind, they've been doing uh, their biography series on Sunday nights before one of their new shows. And a lot of it has been, uh, they have all been focused on uh, past WWE wrestlers. So um, it actually started with they, when they initially uh, did the first biography, they opened with the, the, biography that hbo did a couple years ago regarding andre the giant which we we kind of reviewed here on our podcast like like right when we first started and that was probably one of the best biographies that anybody outside of the wv has ever produced like it was so detailed and they got a lot of good uh talking heads which is always a good thing for biographies and then they opened with the biggest wrestling superstar that they can do without being controversial which is a uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. So from then on, it's just like they have um, for the next few months, I believe they're just going to be doing different WWE legends. And it's just interesting to me because as some of you guys know, I have a very extensive wrestling tape and DVD collection. And initially it was primarily all wrestling biographies because I, I love biographies. Um, and I blame Dennis and his wife because one time when I went to the Philippines, they bought me the Mick Foley biographies, and I could not stop reading those things. Oh, and so did uh, Danny DeVito and uh, Buzz Buzz, by the way. But uh, with those biographies, it's like you love hearing about wrestlers, obviously, at least I do, but you love hearing about like what the paths, uh, the path that they took in order to become like as famous as they did. So it's just an interesting thing because they're literally going out of their way to be like Sunday nights are exclusively all wrestling nights on a random channel that has nothing to do with wrestling. Cause right after the biographies, they do the uh, WWE hidden treasures show. And that's just, it's fun. It's literally just storage wars, but with uh WWE um, paraphernalia. No, no, no. It's toy hunters with it's toy hunters. WWE. That's true. 
It's like a common. Yeah, he, he when he does his uh, bargaining, it's not so much. He's not bidding against anybody too much. But um, yeah, it's it's their fun takes. It's hard for me to watch some of these sometimes because I literally have all of these guys' biographies except for Booker T, which is why. Uh, unlike uh, other people that I know, um, Booker T was the biography that I was most excited to to watch because I knew a very, I knew some stuff about his past, but literally like um, they never put out a good DVD, at least while he was because uh, I think during the DVD time he went to another wrestling promotion. So they kind of like pretended he didn't exist in WWE history. So, um, yeah. Have you guys had a chance to check out any of these things? Um, I, I'll, I'll go. Um, I, to be honest with you, I'm gonna hold off and wait for every and and not watch everything until I get the one I'm waiting for. Um, and of course, um, we're all you know what we're talking about. We're I'm waiting for the uh, the Chris Benoit one. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Spoiler alert! Never gonna happen. Um, no, I've I've actually watched a couple of them. Um, and I really have enjoyed it. Um, and uh, real quick, Lewis, I don't know if you noticed, but it, um, Harold said the word pets, and, and I was like trying to figure out what yes. it, what pets was, and it turns out he was saying paths. Pads. But, okay. <laughs> Pads. <laughs> Pets. Okay, no, but um, I really, really didn't enjoy it. Um, I, unlike Harold, I never actually watched the um, the documentaries. I've read the documentaries, so um, I've watched the Mick, I've read the Mick Foley or read the Rock one. Um, I don't know if um, Stone Cold has done a uh, autobiography yet. If so, I'm gonna have to watch it because I the one so far that I really really enjoy because I watched the Roddy Piper one. I watched the what was the what was the 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 other ones that 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 has passed uh, has Macho Man. I did watch the Macho Man. That one, that one got to me, um, especially when uh, in the end talking about right before you know what happened, um, like like a post like uh, Miss Elizabeth and everything. That really got me. But since I'm such a, you know, um, like I, I don't even know what what to call it, but a WWE WWF like Homer, and um, I'm so so casual that I, when I heard that Stone Cold Stone Cold Steve Austin was gonna have one, I was like, I gotta watch it, and um, I have it uh, um, uh, taped, and I watched it like three times already just to see um, Stone Cold, but disappointed in certain things that they that they chose to uh, like not talk about though um my uh, the, the one thing i was waiting for for stone cold was just to talk about you know um the the turn that he he does midway through his career and um he he, he turns on mr mcmahon and he becomes like the uh you know the the, the bad guy and like i i, I was hoping to to find out because he he was talking about how he was so into his career he was so uh, focused on it like it would have been interesting for me to find out what his feeling was when they 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 found out that yeah you're gonna go, go up against the rock but we're gonna make the rock um, the good guy and you're gonna be the ultimate heel um, that and I I don't think they they recognize I mean it it was nice that they were that they they talked about and recognized the the impact that he had in pop culture but at the same time um you know the the impact that he had in the wrestling experience itself like the way he spoke the 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 you know um the certain like um uh what do you call it uh, traditions that 
even like I think like, a couple years ago, I was watching it with you guys, and I still saw like certain things that he did that uh, people were still Im uh, um, um, imitating. Um, so um, interesting omissions, but overall, I think I really enjoyed the uh, what I've seen so far. Yeah, same here. Um, I've actually had the chance to watch all four that they've posted so far or put put out so far. And I think uh, Harold, you mentioned, I think they have like another uh, four or five down the line. HBK, Ultimate Warrior, I think, and a, a few others that I'm really excited to see too. Um, I'm with you on this one, dude. I was really happy to see a Booker T bio of all people because, yeah, a, a dude was a really, you know, he, he's like one of those cusp like players that he's not the rock or he's not, you know, Mick Foley or <clears throat> excuse me, or anybody like that per se, but like, he's still well loved and well known enough to like, maybe yeah, it, it's good to, to see a background of uh, the background of a, of a wrestler like that um, in regards to like, all of them are super solid, but I really like the ones of uh, Piper as well, because I don't think just like what you guys are talking about, um, I'm on the flip side of that. I have not read any of the biographies, so a lot of this stuff was actually kind of brand new to me. So it was really fun to see and um, kind of kind of cool. And um, so Piper's especially because like I don't you you we know of him in pop culture, obviously, and in WrestleMania and all that stuff. But all the stuff before the WWF happened, that was kind of cool to see. Um, the I, um, I guess the one thing that I did also appreciate, or you know, uh, cont contextually, like the, um, I'm trying to remember. I think it's vice or one of those channels mm -hmm. had a, a series called dark side of the ring so they actually had a bio on macho man if i'm not mistaken a few a year or so ago and so comparing that which was more or less like unofficial i guess i mean they still had some wrestlers on to to speak about macho man uh comparing that to what this was or how you know the, the bio that they made uh, that the wwe produced uh for a and e it was kind of like it was, there, there's differences like you, you know the dark side of the ring they kind of emphasize unfortunately i mean it is kind of macabre and, and kind of dark uh that they kind of emphasize the fact that you know elizabeth and lex luger had a had a, a huge drug problem the falling out between macho man and, and and liz wasn't exactly amicable i mean they they obviously did kind of gloss over that over in in this a and e bio but yeah so it, it's still a great like little uh, view into their lives so definitely great to see uh looking forward to seeing more i can't wait till the second season i'm really looking forward to the uh the jim duggan and uh, and um Ooh. and the, the boss man uh um, autobiographies of because yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody's clamoring for those oh man that section on nails versus boss man gonna be ratings gold man i mean <laughs> imagine that imagine the cross uh, how difficult that um that autobiography is because you you, you got to refer to the uh, gi joe movie you know um and um and it, it it's gonna be gold that's what i'm telling you dude that's what i'm looking forward to <laughs> Um, yeah. I know I know Dennis was talking about it in jest, and it's actually funny that we can bring this up. But I do have the Chris Benoit documentary here at home because um, it was made obviously before anything bad happened. But also the fact that, uh, like Lewis said, Dark Side of the Ring did a Chris Benoit episode last season. Yeah. Um, but it was it was like a cross between Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit, and like how their downfalls kind of ran into each other, and then. Uh, just because like last week was the very first episode of this season's uh, dark side of the ring. And the first episode this season was Brian Pillman, the, uh, oh. uh, the loose cannon. And it's unfortunate because um, 
if you guys don't like Dark Side of the Ring, like Lewis said, it's literally all like bad stuff that's happened in the wrestling industry. And it was people were like ever since season one were like, talk about the fact that one wrestler died before a pay-per-view and didn't show up and they didn't say anything through the whole pay-per-view. And it's like, ooh, and it's Brian Pillman. So it's like someone who used to be a big star in the 90s. Um, so that series is back. It is like Lewis said, it's on Vice. It's also, I think their episodes are available for free on YouTube. And then what I learned as well is a has an app and the a app is probably one of the most addicting things I've ever seen in my life. Because like I said, there's nothing but biographies on there. And I strolled <laughs> through, I think six hours of biography last weekend. Wow. And twice was Kenny Rogers. That's a lot of biographies. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, um, I just I, I just researched um, A and E right now. Um, I hear that they have Bob Buckland for season three. I'm down. Wow. <laughs> I would be interested in that. Actually, the one that I'm kind of looking forward to besides, I mean, there's only four left because um, I know a lot about Foley. I know a lot about Sean. Uh, I love when they do stories on Brett because they always have to do the Montreal Screwjob talk, and it's like hearing it from Brett's version is always way better than hearing it from everybody else who's lying about it. And then they're actually doing a positive piece on the Ultimate Warrior for once. So, oh, wow. like, really? the, the very first documentary they did on Warrior was such a hit job, like, because that's the time when he was fighting with WWE, and they just trashed him for like two hours straight, and none of it was, well, some of it was justified, but. Not too much, and then, that's gotta um, be rough. Yeah, but that was before he passed, right? Yeah, yeah. And then when he when he came back, they were like, "Oh, here's a nice sort of documentary about you." It was like 20 minutes long, so this, this one is... was gonna be like a two-hour one, probably a little bit nicer than the last one was. So we'll see how that nice. goes. Yeah. Uh, last thing for me on this one, um, Harold, you mentioned that uh, the the follow up show after all, all uh, there the airs at um, WWE Treasure. Um, speaking of biography, I would love to know. There's been one guy I haven't seen all episodes, but they keep coming uh, for for the Undertaker episode and the I think it's the Booker T episode or the Mick Foley episode. But there's one guy that they keep coming back to that has like all this key memorabilia. I want to know what's up with that guy. Like I'm, I'm glad that they're getting their stuff back. But there's one fanboy who literally has like a whole wing or you know a floor of his house of like super rare stuff that these uh, wrestlers have sweat on and bled on and like, are, and he's keeping it on hangers and like nice little mannequins at home and they and they've come back to him twice already. So I'm like, what is his story? Is my question. I mean, we're all fanboys to an extent. We all have our our man caves and our collections and stuff. But this dude's hardcore, man. So. Kudos to him. He's getting his uh, five minutes of, of fame on TV. But yeah, dude, that's uh, I got a lot of questions. Like, where, what what auctions is it going on, and uh, which who does he know backstage that's handing yeah. him off? Like, how, how much money is he making? You know, no, I'm saying just like collectors in general when they say like, oh, I spent like three thousand dollars purchasing this. I'm like, what did you do to make three thousand dollars to purchase a T-shirt <laughs> in the first place? I know. <laughs> like, here's an ultra rare Saco. Like, with your actual like blood and, and cartilage in here like gross dude <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a fun to get show. these pieces yeah exactly i mean that's a fun show too though because i yeah like i said we're all fanboys and collectors here so like just seeing all that stuff is like that's kind of cool do you know h i'm sorry la- uh, this is my last last thing but do you know if they're actually so the, the gimmick of that show is that 
Triple uh, uh, H and Stephanie are trying to collect all these uh, lost memorabilia. And are they going to make it like a, a tour show or is it like going to be yeah, like an actual make brick and mortar? No, according to them, they're trying to make some kind of a, a mobile m- a mobile museum, I guess. Like oh, all cool. the big wow. stuff, like like obviously the giant SmackDown fist isn't going anywhere besides the vault. <laughs> Unless, unless, <laughs> unless they make it part of the truck, dude. That'd be yeah. awesome. <laughs> punching people, you can't. You get like rear-ended by the, the giant fist. Just a giant fist going down to five. Like, oh, dude, I just got fisted by the WWE. You know, I, oh, sorry, I'd be sorry. okay with that. I'd, I'd, I'd be okay with that. You'd be okay getting fisted by the SmackDown fist. Yeah. But, but as long as it's the SmackDown fist, I'm good. Yeah. Um, Imagine calling it consensual, like... by the way. <laughs> Before we get to our our, our, our main topic, um, one more one quick potpourri for me. Um, have you guys had an opportunity to take a look at the new pictures for the Kevin Smith Masters of the Universe? Yes, yes, um, I did actually. So I'm kind of excited to see it, dude. Yes, I saw Her- it on Twitter. Harold, did you get to see it? I did see some of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's um, kind of cool, oh. dude. What do you guys think? I'm I'm down. I a part of me kind of feels special because the three of us were at the um, at the at the um, shoot. What, what does he call this podcast again? The, the Hollywood the the his recording of the podcast when he talked about him. It was him Fat and, Man Beyond, right? Yes, Fat yeah. Man Beyond. Thank you. Like he was writing this at the time, and the writers and the the creators were in the room with us. So this is kind of cool to finally see it like in front of us, more or less. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I dig it, uh, dude. Please remember, this is the one where uh, Lewis Lewis was able to speak in front of uh, Kevin Smith and because I Mark stole Bernard. your question <laughs> because you stole. I, mean, I wasn't going to say it, but um, okay then. Yes, you. Thank you, but yeah, at least <laughs> admitted like, to it. Well, it was yeah. a you know it was a, it was a question yeah. by committee, but <laughs> it's it's like when uh, it's it's like when we do we, we did our um, episode with Curzer last time. I was like, okay, I was like, oh, who. who he he asked himself, "Oh, who's who's gonna go first? Oh, you know what? I'm gonna take it first, and because you know he he just wants it um, done and over with." So, yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm pretty excited about it to be honest about it. Um, and I've been a huge fan of all the iterations of of He-Man so far, even the last one that they did, that the limited run. I thought that was a pretty good one. Um, so looking forward to it. Um. The other thing is, have you been seeing? Has any have any every have any of you been able to go to um, Target lately? Unfortunately, not. What's happening over um, there? They have a new a production, uh, a, a new toy line. It's the old um, it's the old molds for the um, um, He-Man uh, toys that we we used to have. Okay. Um, so, but the cool thing is that they've actually they've taken the old molds, but molds, but they've allowed it so that it's actually uh, you can articulate certain body parts. So it's actually not stuck in the, you know, the, the old like oh, he he looks like he's just like pooping the whole time. Uh, you can actually like move certain joints. It's it's pretty cool. Um, I've been trying to convince myself to buy it just because I want one for my uh my, my stuff back there but it's like 19 bucks for it you know so i feel like a lewis when when i look at it that's Does a little too steep the, for me any of the toys take battle damage uh oh no. dude <laughs> if that did um i was gonna buy it but um the last time i was there this was last week they the the, the ones they they had a battle cat the the battle cat um the he-man and skeletor you know and the battle cat was okay. like 39.99 so i was like hey hey 
nope, 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 nope. That's Did cool, I ever though, tell dude. you that I, I, the one thing I loved about the battle damage thing was, as as we previously talked about just a second ago, that obviously I'm a wrestling fan, um, but I would always have my Skeletor do the uh, Ric Flair chops onto <laughs> E-Man. So it, it would, you know, you would it see would the spin. damage, <laughs> the damage accumulating over time. Yeah, the more I got hurt. Unfortunately, I I I uh, used it way too much that um it was just permanently damaged. He man was was my uh was was my toy because it, it would never go back to to back to the original. To back to the original. <laughs> <laughs> you, you try to it'll just it'll just roll back. It uh, just spun backwards. Whatever spring <laughs> was was broken already. <laughs> Well, uh, good stuff for both of you guys. Um, so uh, we let's move on to our meat and potatoes, um, and something pretty exciting, um, at least for me. It's it was a comic book that I uh, it was it's a, the new show on Amazon Prime uh, based on a comic book that I was a huge fan of. Um, I wish that I was I knew about it during its long run, um, but I didn't get to hear about it until it was actually finished. And once I saw it, it, it was uh, one of those things where I wish that I collected it. Um, so the the show, of course, that I'm talking about is Invincible. You know, um, from the maker of one of the makers of uh, Walking Dead, um, and uh, you know, very very uh, prolific um, artist, um, and uh, overall good guy from what I've what I've been hearing. But um, you know, today we're talking about Invincible, the new eight part series, very graphic, very gory, uh, but it looks like a damn little kids um, uh, cartoon show. So, um, what do you guys think? What's what is what's your first opinions? about the new show so far um for me dude to be honest it was not even in my radar like i think i just saw it pop up on i think one of you guys posted it or maybe i saw it on instagram that invincible is coming to amazon this friday i'm like oh okay because it was i think it launched or it began in the middle of the um in the middle of uh falcon and winter soldier so obviously all of us were like all eyes are on that one it's like oh here's a little superhero cartoon that's also coming from the same studio that brought you the boys like okay i, I like the boys and so far amazon has been pretty you know I, I don't watch all of their original stuff but you know they, they've been uh, they've been cranking out some pretty solid material but i was honestly pleasantly surprised to see that it was done and it was uh you know it was um dropping on amazon weekly and uh yeah like the first episode knocked me off my feet like i loved it like it was it started off solid enough like it, it that's what you kind of want from a show you you introduce to the characters you're kind of introduced to this world that they're trying to build and all that good stuff but then this one you know the first episode of invincible took it a step further with that freaking last five minutes of that show <clears throat> and they have this fun little thing where they do the credits and then they you know there's a post credits afterwards so i kind of love the fact that the post credits for this show was um their version of superman uh, omni-man wrecking their version of the justice league in like five minutes so i loved it from there i was totally hooked definitely one of those uh, episodes where, or definitely one of those shows that Highly recommended if you have the, like Dennis mentioned, a lot of blood and core. Uh, highly recommended if you have the stomach for it. So it's not for everybody, but definitely, you know, if you love the comic book genre, if you like superheroes, uh, this is the show for you. 
Yeah, it's. I think you brought up a really good point, and I think that's kind of uh, threw a lot of people off. Was the fact that it was animated in a very childish, uh, like a childish animation style, which is what confused. I from what I've heard is it confused a bunch of parents because they were like, yeah. "Oh, this must be a new cartoon that everybody can watch." And then like it literally starts, <laughs> and it's like, "Oh my god!" Because even even I was like. Oh, it's gonna be like kind of at least PG thirteen ish, I guess, um, because uh, yeah, I didn't really have too much of a clue of what what even the property was about. I wanted to go into this thing blind. I, I like with a lot of Kirkman stuff, like you know, he's good at making stories or coming up with great ideas and then continuing them for long periods of time, and they're just one continuous story, like he did with The Walking Dead. So I figured it's gonna be kind of like that, where I don't want to know too much because. Um, you know how it's kind of like the Game of Thrones thing where some people already know how things are going to end because they've, they've uh, you know, uh, read the whole uh, graphic series before. So, yeah, I like going into at least for a new television series going into a little bit blind. And then it is brutal. Like, like Lewis said, like their, their Justice League gets decimated. And um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Immortal Man? Uh Omni Man. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Immortal. Yeah, immortal. 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 Um, yeah, that's the worst name ever for that guy. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you feel bad the first time, and then when they bring him back, and you're like, yeah, and then when he gets killed again, it's like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> you're not even giving the guy a chance. You're not giving him a chance to live up to his nickname here, guys. So it's like, uh, but the it the it's just so interesting how it's so captivating where it, literally it was like you can't wait to watch like it it was literally felt like a disney series a disney plus series where it's like oh man i can't wait till next week and i really i'm looking forward to seeing what these guys are going to bring to the table next week and then when they do it it's like uh you know it wasn't as violent and then like or, or, or like the story didn't progress as, as much and then all of a sudden it's like the last few minutes you're like well <laughs> okay <laughs> that took a different turn and i did not see that coming so it's like um people before were trying to ruin it as usual online and saying oh there's a big twist or there's going to be something that's different and throws everybody off so like the whole time you're on your guard and you're like trying to watch it and you know like put that stuff in the back of your head and not not even recognize it and then when things happen you're like i kind of saw that coming because somebody ruined it for me as usual that's my biggest complaint about anything nowadays so um yeah i, I thoroughly enjoyed the whole first season uh luckily yeah the episodes go by so fast and when the title card comes in and you see it getting beat up every more and more often and you you imagine that anytime someone ever says the word invincible that that title card is going to pop up in your life somewhere. Um, <laughs> and, a, and a like blood yeah. up. <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting that you, you mention it, um, Harold. Um, it, it's, it's cool to find out that, that you didn't, you weren't really introduced into the, um, the, the comic book. Um, Lou, how about you without like spoiling anything for the love of God, because you know who um, is with us. Um, were you able to uh, read the, the series or not really? Actually, so uh, thankfully, my local comic book store had the first volume, which I guess is only the first story arc. So, yeah, I 
I only got to read that one after the fact. So it, there are some differences, but I think that comes with any interpretation of comic books nowadays. Like, you know, the comic book stories are not going to translate one-to-one to either movies or, or television. But I think the, the things that they did were, were just were great. Or at least, you know, for both the show and, uh, you know, respecting the source material. So, yeah, I, I was able to read some of it. Uh, not all of it. But, yeah, just like Harold, though, unfortunately, like, you go on Twitter and you click or, or you know, I'm following the Invincible um, uh, Twitter now. But, you know, they, they post something funny. I read the comments because I'm trying to also get some joke or laugh along. But then somebody will post oh, can't wait for him to meet this guy. I'm like, I don't want to see that. I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to see. Okay. Or, yeah. or, these, or these guys saying like, oh, if you think the first season was bad, wait till this guy shows yeah. up. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Backing up, backing up. It's funny that you mentioned because um, when I first watched, I, I, Lou, I think you were a Walking Dead fan, if I remember right. Yes, or I least, was. Oh, I um, was. Yes. Yeah, you were. Um, but at least the first like season or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was excited about um, the Walking Dead because Robert uh, Robert Kirkman, of course, um, did that uh, comic book and uh, translated it also. Um, and I remember watching the very first episode, and I was one of those like fanboys. I was like, "Oh, that that that's not what happened in the comic book," and <laughs> like completely ruined it for me. I never really appreciated um, the the Robert Kirkman uh, uh, Walking Dead, or at least the the live action one. And I was listening to it, and I was worried about it because Invincible is one of my favorite books uh, uh, that the, the complete books that uh, that he did, an independent one at that. And um, I was really worried because I, I was hoping, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to do another Walking Dead. You know, he's going <laughs> to change it so um, uh, so much. And I was listening to an interview, and um, and I think it was a um, Fat Man Beyond, and they were kind of talking about it. And he had mentioned that because it's um, you know, Amazon, with all their money, basically said, look, do what you want. Um, he was able to keep the in- integrity of what he wanted. And yes, there are some changes, um, and I think a lot of the changes that he's done so far are good, are um, um, are, are uh, interesting choices. Like, um, you know, something as simple as uh, Mark's girlfriend. You know, um, um, the 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 ethnicity of the of Mark's girlfriend um, uh, uh, um, changes. You know, um, the the best friend um, that he has. Um, the the plot line, the storyline is a little bit different, but I've I've liked the the different changes. But um, the one thing, and I don't think it's not not I don't think so. It's not a spoiler, but I actually appreciate the way they um, they tackled Omni Man um, in this um, in the series. Now let's I guess we can go into uh, into a little bit of spoilers um, section over here. Um, one of my most favorite and the, one of the most brutal um uh, uh scenes was the when when the twist um that uh, Harold was talking about when it happened um and they're fighting and all that like in the series you actually in the comic book you actually see them fighting and you see them um you know crashing into those things but the fact that you make Omni-Man so sadistic that you would see like especially the train scene oh my god Oof. the train scene is something just that scene for those people who have never watched it just for one scene there's a train scene that you have to watch um just because of how 
A, amazing, and B, how brutal it was. Um, I, I still can't get over it, to be honest with you. But I appreciate what, what they've done with it, you know, and I, I, like, um, I like the characters. I like the storyline. I like where it's going, and even though I, I have an idea where they're going to, um, I'm excited. I'm waiting for the ride and, uh, and just, like, um, waiting for them to show me what their new vision is. What are uh, what are some of the aside from the one I already talked about? What are some of the interesting moments that um, that was memorable to you guys? I I personally kind of love how I mean yeah uh, I'm not a comic book or I'm not a fan of the comic book yet, but I do love how they've introduced a lot of their their they're kind of like their versions of the Teen Titans and the Guardians and like all the aliens and all that kind of stuff like all the, all the all the bad guys and all the little side characters have been really fun and interesting. Like I love how Kirkman has kind of taken these more or less cliches and they kind of give given him his own spin on them. Like I said, um, I love the fact that the uh, team 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 is that what they're called yeah. uh basically got promoted because they're you know the justice league died so they had to <laughs> like well there's an opening so i guess you guys are up so it's like okay so you're rooting for these dudes like you have a you have you have a guy who's basically like gambit who can blow stuff up with his hands but he's a Rex, gigantic Re jerk rexplode <laughs> rexplode I, I know the name oh are god great. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Let, yeah. Speaking of which, let's talk about the cast in a, in a moment. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I love. Uh, yeah. There's just all the characters that are are great and nuanced. And yes, it is like a, a an M, a rated M show. So there is a lot of cussing and whatnot. But like I, I feel like they do it just in right amounts. That it's not like offensive and it's not like it, it doesn't turn you off per se. Like if there's a you know if there's an F bomb every five ten minutes on the show or whatever, it turns you off and you're just like okay, I I I. I can't you know this isn't really working for me so you know there there are moments of levity that's what i like about it there's some jokey stuff but there's also uh, obviously like we've already talked about uh, moments like of like in, in serious intensity so i love how they, they've kind of balanced the show that, that way so that's that was one of my favorite parts of this uh this whole show uh yeah the um i think before anything before i even watched the show lewis was mentioning to me uh, that some of the I would recognize some of the uh, the um, uh, what do you call it um, the cast members uh, the voice uh, actors the, uh, yeah. the voice actors uh, and they weren't apparent some of them weren't apparent right away but some of them for me it was like oh my god I can't believe they find at least for me the the first one I was like as soon as I heard their voice I was like oh Britta Perry has a job still <laughs> so like. As soon as I heard Britta talk, she will never be Gillian Jacobs. She'll always be Britta Perry. But as soon as I heard her talk, I was like, oh, I hope she has more to do in the series. And she ends up being, I think, for like, you know, top four main characters in this whole thing. Um, and you know, playing Adam Eve. And I obviously I was one of those people who when uh, she first, for me, at least when she first the character first came out, I thought the name was Adam, A-D-A-M, Eve. So I was like, oh, it's like a. A guy that turns into a girl, but, you know, you watch, you, you read enough comic books, you watch enough TV shows, you kind of uh, run into that thing as well. But as somebody, as, as a, at least as a podcast th that we are, and last week our episode was about uh, Asian American Pacific Islanders, we kind of uh, didn't go, we, we talked about Stephen Young a little bit, but we didn't really give too much credit to Sandra Oh, and Sandra Oh being, yeah. um, you know, the one character who was on Grey's Anatomy for 40 years. 40 years. <laughs> and 
she's done a lot since then. She's, uh, um, I think she was on Killing Eve, and she's just done a lot of different things. And it's like, just to see the quality of uh, voice actors that they got for this show, I know a lot of it has to do with the fact that the producers are um, Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen. So um, the success that those guys have had with movies and, you know, those guys are the producers of The Boys. And I think they're the producers of Preacher as well. So, like, these guys obviously comic book fans so they're always going to pay fan service to everybody who's involved and knowing how successful these those guys have been in every venture so far the fact that they got a bunch of a-listers or at least b-plus listers to show up on a animated tv show is fascinating to me so good yeah. for them anytime yeah. you can get Je- jeffrey donovan in to um to give him a job i'm always down dude yeah anytime um, you can give jason manzoukas a job and uh, like his his voice is still like as soon as Jason Manzuki started and that was the one that when Lewis was like I think you're going to exp- appreciate who plays Rex Blode and as soon as he started talking I was like oh my god dude <laughs> I, I I think like in my head now uh, because um, I'm I just did uh, I just did a really like uh, uh, like really intense like reread of the whole series there's like 160 episodes, uh, um, issues um, but every single time uh, Rex Splode talks it's, uh, it's Jason Mansukis in my head now it's, it's great dude question for you then since you've read mm-hmm. it like who did you have J.K. Simmons in your voice when he when, whenever you read Omni-Man no but okay it's, it's so perfect though it is though dude like I've never so, read it, it's any, amazing yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, see, I <laughs> I'm the opposite where I didn't since I didn't know anything about the the series coming into it, I assumed that they had patterned the character after J.K. Simmons. Yeah. He looks just <laughs> like right. like like if you imagine. So this is just you know train of thought. You hear Omni Man looks like a lot like J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. And <laughs> you can't have J. Jonah Jameson's voice yeah. without J.K. Simmons playing it. And I was like, oh, you know, it's a uh, it's like the easiest ABC step that you'll ever see. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's um, something with like Patrick Stewart as as Professor X, I guess. But yeah, J.K. Simmons as freaking Omni Man was great because, like, I love that in the beginning, or at least you know before he massacred the freaking Guardians. Like, you can almost tell, like, or not almost tell, but like, there's an air of like, yeah, this guy's on the up and up. He's like their version of Superman. And like I said, I, I didn't really know. I've only read the first volume, and um, obviously, what happens at the end of the first. Uh, episode, excuse me, doesn't happen. I guess Dennis, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I only have the first volume, like literally the first, yeah. I think six or seven issues. That doesn't happen till much later, apparently, because I'm, yeah. I'm still reading it. I'm like, when does he kill them? Like he when, doesn't when have. Does, so I, when does it happen? When does it happen? So now I'm reading the books, like, oh my and god, now it happens. Like, I, I was like, one of these days I'm gonna turn a random place, like, oh crap, here it is. But anyway, yeah. so yeah, J.K. Simmons is like. This perfect casting, like, dude gets gets so intense, but he still has that like great dad voice that kind of calming and whatnot yet at the same time when he like when he growls or when he does that face or when he's yelling think uh what is he what are, you know i'll get you spider-man oh no that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like you know yeah it gets great uh, he's, he's a great casting and like uh, he's such a great voice for for this show but i'm sorry um, go ahead Ed. no it, it, it's funny like uh, you're talking about like different like um, 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 I think it was Harold that kind of, or you brought it up. Amazing, um, like uh, voice actors. But there were there were some where I guess I suck at like recognizing voices because this. I think this is the second 
time that I've heard uh, Jillian, like Jillian, whatever her name is, <laughs> that I didn't recognize who she was because um, it was after the fact I was like, oh crap, oh yeah, that is Adam Eve. Uh, but I, I didn't uh, connect her and Britta for some reason. The other one is I didn't recognize the fact that the um, the 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 um, what do you call this the the tailor was Mark Hamill. Um, yeah. Know, oh yeah, dude. I think like, uh, yeah. that surprised me. Yeah, uh, Harold's got a radar for Jason Matsukas, but uh, as soon as the tailor started talking, I'm like Luke, Luke's a tailor, <laughs> but good for no, him. I, yeah. I think Luke Luke does a good enough job of like changing up how he sounds in every different thing, where like you know he he's never he doesn't have a signature voice too much unless he's talking like himself, and even when he talks about like talks as himself, he still don't recognize Luke's voice because it's like. When Luke was a kid, he has a, like a whiny high, like didn't hit puberty voice. Yeah. And then when he's, and then you kind of only hear it in like Last Jedi and like A Rise of Skywalker. But like I'm looking at the cast right now, and it's just so amazing. Zachary Quinto plays robot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Andrew Zazie Reynolds Beats. plays Zazzy Beats. Andrew Reynolds plays uh, William. Andrew Reynolds, you know, from Book of Mormon. And I'm like, what is going? Like who who are they paying all these? Things to Kevin Michael Richardson plays the Muller twins. That's the dude, he was the genie in uh, the original cast of Aladdin. Like, why are they getting people from Broadway? What is going wow. on here? <laughs> yeah, they, they got that Amazon money, I guess, dude. You're right. Yeah, when, when the Muller twins came up, it was like, was, was that Cobra Bubbles? <laughs> <laughs> the odd wow. one that I recognized. <laughs> I know. It had to be nice him. pull, dude. Nice pull. <laughs> oh, crap, dude. Um, uh, w- one thing that I do have to mention, especially you guys, since you didn't, um, haven't read the book yet, uh, the w- uh, some of the cooler changes that they did, and I don't think it's um, um, uh, a spoiler or anything, but they, uh, since you, since um, the, the truth of uh, of um, of Omni Man does uh, kind of comes out pretty early on, um, in the comic books, um, it 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 was really a shock. Um, because mm. uh, throughout, the, the, uh, I mean, you've you've gone through the first uh, the first um, season so or the first uh, like series so far, and you see Omni Man like a a dad, you know, like you really. And so I, I remember watching it, and like it came out of nowhere for me. Uh, you might as well say it came out of left field. Um, <laughs> and the moment it happens, like oh my god, it just happened, but. I, at first, I was kind of just shocked and disappointed that they did that reveal then and there, or like something happened like that. So early. Uh, um, and but the the one cool thing is that because of it, you were able to see J.K. Simmons kind of add more. Um, you know, I hate to use the most cliched word, more gravitas to his performance, where there he's still doing the fatherly thing, but as Lewis said, all of a sudden there's that growl and you're like oh mac is is this when it's gonna happen is this what you know is is it gonna go down now and it's it's cool like especially when um like um in the show um they actually in the the comic books um the the wife um 
uh, what's her name, Debbie Grayson, um, is actually clueless. Like here, like you, you, you see Debbie Grayson kind of piece together that, mm-hmm. oh my God, mm-hmm. it's my, it's my husband. In the show, she's actually clueless until the very, very end. She f- doesn't know that she's a bad, he's a bad person until. Um, until uh, uh, Omni Man turns, but th- it's so cool to see that a you you make Debbie Grayson a stronger character. She's not just a victim, um, but b it allows those moments of terror of like like especially that's I still remember the scene where um, Debbie Grayson is like looking for the costume. And he finds oh, yeah. it and out of nowhere. Omni Man shows up. There's that danger. Oh crap! She's he's mm-hmm. he's gonna find out, you know. So I'm 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 so into it right now. And I know that they the good news is that we have uh, season two and, and season three. three. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I I'm hoping I want to see what their interpretation of the series is going to be because the series, like I said, is one of my favorite. Uh, things put together from top to bottom um uh, you know from the first episode to the last one um i like the way um they took the the characters and the storyline um and i i'm looking forward to see what they do with the do i got a quick question then um would the series even be interesting if they had not done that in the very first episode um i th- think it i think so um I, I because um it would have been more of the story of of him of invincible rather than the, it, it, at least for me it became all of a sudden of the story a waiting game for for nolan to become omni-man and become a bad guy where in in the the, the comic books it was really an in-depth look of uh, of who Mark is and um, him growing up and him becoming the hero that he's going to be. So, yeah, I, I think it would have been, but I see why uh, they did it because considering like, like Lewis said, um, it was right smack in the middle of winter soldier. Um, you needed that. Oh crap. You know, did you, did you hear what happened in the first episode? We got to talk about cooler talk type thing. And I think um, they, they, um, I think I I don't think they needed to, but I think they made a good decision there in terms of the excitement because everybody is kind of talking about it. Yeah, I think to parallel the other Amazon show, like uh, I don't know if you guys, I think we, we've all seen the boys, obviously, but that first episode of the boys where uh, uh was it Stu? Okay, I can't remember his name, the guy's name, but um, mm-hmm. you know. His, yeah, Huey, oh, thank Stewie? you. It's my bad. Yeah, Stewie. Yeah. Stewie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when, when Huey's girlfriend gets freaking annihilated by their version of the Flash, you kind of need, I guess, you know, just like that, like, um, Invincible kind of needed that moment of like, oh, shit, oh, shoot. Like, this, this, this show is different. This is not Peter Parker, Spider-Man, or this is not your MCU where if somebody dies, I mean, nothing against Falcon and Winter Soldier, but the one, like, uh, horrible moment, you know, yes, we do see the blood on the shield, but they don't show any of that. Yeah. Amazon's like, oh, no, we'll show it. We, we got that. Like, <laughs> like this is for yeah, the grown-ups. This is, this is for the grown-ups. Down, now. His takedown of the Guardians is a masterpiece in yeah. violence. Like, <laughs> if if they never did... You're so the articulate, tra- age. <laughs> if they never did the train scene, that would have been the most brutal thing I've seen on TV in years until the train scene where he literally had him spread his arms to decapitate people. And I was like, that is the most genius thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's like, put your hands together, man. Just tuck it in, tuck it in. Yeah. But he couldn't because it was literally, 
it was such a great like homage to the opposite of what, what uh spider-man 2 was where yes. you had spider-man you know trying to save all these people oh, man. with like in that. The, it, but he saved them all in the christ pose you know and then you have this version where unfortunately you're stuck in the christ pose so what does that mean your armors are gonna like start cutting people in half and i di- i was like when i saw that i was like oh my that's why, like, I I asked you guys, I was like, have you seen the episode? And then you were like, yeah. And I called it the bus, and I was like, oh, it's not the bus, it's a train. But nonetheless, oh my god. So right, if you guys ever, if you, yeah, people haven't seen the, it the yet. The bus is a, the bus would have been too short. They, there needed oh, yeah. to be the longest train ever. <laughs> the long, it needed the to be a commuter train. A subway that had thirty different trains on it. <laughs> And each car was full for some reason. Yeah, he averaged about 20 people per, so, you know, 600 people were just... It was rush hour. Everybody was coming home, I guess. The good thing, Lewis was knocked out, so his head didn't get knocked off. Exactly. (laughs) I I thankfully missed my train that day. But yeah, Yeah. dude, I I think Dennis, or, you know, you shared that they're, they're, uh, you know, they're already posting top 10 most brutal fights or, or moments yeah. in, in, in incredible invincible excuse me but yeah that's definitely one of them um actually i'm gonna give a, a shout out to the the like i don't i feel bad for invincible for mark because dude is like yes he is the hero of the show but practically i can't i'm trying to think of like which episode he walked away clean and there hasn't been one like dennis maybe it's in like, maybe it's part of the show of the comic book but dude gets his beat his butt beat like every episode and it's like Oh my god, dude! <laughs> okay, like he fought like, this guy. The, oh, go, go ahead. It's my bad. No, I'm just. It's just funny that they seem to love doing the contradictions to their uh, to their names here, where you know, immortal <laughs> is not immortal. Yeah. And invincible literally dies like three times in this thing and barely gets brought back to life. So. <laughs> yeah, like I love that. Um, which was it? The the the, the episode where he's trying trying to help that uh the concrete guy. I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. Um, but yes, Titan, and um, and he, and he gets absolutely annihilated by Battle Beast. And in my head, like maybe it's because we keep playing D and D or all the whatever else. But I was thinking, oh, like some tiger guy. That's nothing, dude. You can probably recommend whatever. But this dude came and like beat the whole you know team titan or the guardians or whatever they were calling themselves and mark to the point where the guy was like i'm bored the only reason he didn't die was because the dude got bored and left like that's <laughs> insane like every time he barely he barely makes it out like through some sheer like you know uh some weird deus ex where it's like oh i don't feel like like his dad all of a sudden has a conscience when he's almost about to kill him with one more blow yeah and it's like yeah, maybe, maybe you could have saved the 700 punches before that but you know <laughs> i'll put through that very last one where where his I mean, eyes were still in the same place kid forever you know with yeah. seeing like all those thousands <laughs> of people die but yeah that that last punch is so it's it, it's painful you know this is a show and this anybody who show. hasn't seen it yet like we 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 talked about how we loved all the Disney. It's just a weird. It's just a strange dichotomy that comic book uh, series can be both beautiful and brutal at the same time. And uh, like having, uh, we live in a great age where we're able to see you know the differences here. Yeah. Uh, between you know like live action Marvel stuff owned by Disney, and then we have like Dennis said, independent comic book car- uh, creators who are making the most brutal television show that God has ever seen on celluloid 
uh there's probably been stuff even worse on like live action but like in terms of a cartoon where if you had no idea that you were walking into a rated r cartoon you'd be like oh let's watch it and then you know to see people get their noses broken through their face i mean i wish i i wish there was an actual like one of those like a reaction youtube videos of like little kids watching this oh, all of a sudden the, uh, their eyes the, the innocence gets lost because they see <laughs> eyes popping oh man that would be amazing yeah like i know uh, i didn't i didn't realize how easy it was for you to squeeze a human's head <laughs> <laughs> well you got to have that viltrumite uh, strength i guess exactly or yeah. you're a battle beast either one yeah <laughs> Either one, you're pretty screwed. Yeah, I so do have to a, wonder what's up with Robert Kirkman's mind, man. That dude's messed up. <laughs> next, next time I see Lewis, I'm just gonna slap his head like like this. <laughs> pop, and just, see just, do, just yeah, do the Omni Man like torso chop because <laughs> turns out super effective. <laughs> it worked against Immortal twice, not just like, once but twice. It's just you know you keep punching a hole through the guy. You know that hole's gonna be uh, sensitive the second time you punch him through there. And uh, I guess it totally didn't heal quite yet. <laughs> no, he wasn't there. My, my my only problem is that how come Omni Man's mustache never gets bloody? Uh, it's, it's it's always perfect. It's pristine every single time. Like the same thing with Mark's hair. Mark's hair barely gets damaged. And but his, like, oh. his costumes are wrecked though. Like he's oh, probably yeah. gone through like a dozen <laughs> goggles already. Like yeah, like like that one goggles hanging off every time. And it's like <laughs> costumes like this where it's obvious what their face looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, secret identities don't work too well for that. You know what I mean? Like uh, uh, so, uh, a um uh, something that is mentioned in the the comic book and um is that there's a joke at a certain point and somebody goes, why do you even have knee pads if you're invincible? <laughs> oh, man, you're right. You have to... And, and, and in, in comic books, like, man, that's clever. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> they they got to bring it up with Mark Hamill's character, I guess. <laughs> we got questions, Taylor. That, <laughs> that, one, that one scene where he came down to have a drink with Art was like the most tension I felt Ooh, in a yeah. long time. And I was oh, like, man. oh my God, what is he going to do to him? Art's going to die. Just, yeah, I was like, oh, dude. He's like, oh, what are you talking about my wife with? And I was like, well, you murdering people. <laughs> so big. Just all this DNA on your costume. No big whoop. You know, just revealing the biggest secret that the universe has ever known here. But Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Okay. I also um, anything love... else you guys want to talk about? Oh, I, I guess Let's... my last thing is, ironically, the last thing also on this show was I love that little montage at the end of the last episode where, hmm. you know, Seth Rogen's character, Alan, Alan the Alien? Al- Alan yeah. the Alien? Alan the Alien, yeah. Asks him, like, so what are you going to do next? And it's like a great montage of, like, all of these hanging threads that I totally forgot about because I mean my jaw was still on the freaking floor after the subway scene but all the, the montage of all these great little like the aliens on Mars the you know battle beast is still out there the Mahler twins are, are back in wherever uh, and all of these other things like oh my gosh there's so much to pick up on for season two and three like we need to get back on this right away so yeah. I love that I love that it was a teaser and basically a, a preview of, of what's to come and I'm, I'm really excited to see uh, yeah where, the, where this guy uh, goes from here yeah actually yeah. up and up until that last scene i was kind of 
going to say that was the one complaint I had about the series was there were so many open ending things that they never even uh, managed to talk about to, or mention yeah. again. And then I was like, oh, I was like, that was so good. Because like they literally like would end a storyline and then be like, OK, this is what's happening with Omni-Man and the Guardians and they're going to get them. And it's like, forget what everything else that you just saw before this, because it's not going to be, uh, you know, mentioned ever again. And then they do that very thing at the end. And I was like, good for you. Like, yeah. keep you, keep you uh, interested. Yeah, it's interesting how much content they have to back it up. And so many storylines, so many plot lines, um, the, the, where the story is going to go. Um, and I know they already renewed it for two and three. But depending on how they pace it, I mean, I, I, they have more than enough for another couple of seasons after that. That's you know, awesome. So That's good to know. That's good to yeah, know. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. Um, but uh, what last question I have for you is, what do you guys think of the? the I, I think it's kind of unique. Um, it's a longer format than um, a lot of the uh, the Disney Plus stuff. Um, unless I was mistaken, it was the over forty minutes for per episode, right? Yeah. 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 I I dug it. I dug it. I think you're right. Like, unfortunately, I think we were all trained for these uh, 30, you know, starting with WandaVision, we were start, we were trained to like, oh, these are only 25, 30 minute episodes. So when so at some points of the, uh, you know, maybe episode five or six, I'm like, oh, the story's going to keep going. All right. I like it. Let's dig it. Let's keep going. So I can actually have a full lunch and, and, and enjoy the episodes. I liked that it was a full like hour almost of, of content and of, of action and stuff. So maybe that's the benefit of uh, having an animated show instead of, uh, you know, a live action. Whatever money they save on CGI or by just animating it, they, they, yeah, they can give us more stuff. They can give us a, a lengthier show. So, yeah, I dug it a lot. I, I appreciate that. The last thing I kind of want to mention, um, unless I'm mistaken, Seth Rogen is um, is kind of like two timing here, right? Because um, he is, I believe, also part of the live action um, Invincible. I don't know if it's going to be a series, but um, show. <clears throat> so I'm trying to figure out how you know you just kind of mentioned the budget of you know the budget limitation of um, Falcon and Winter Soldier is why. You know, you see um, um, Sam flying on the first episode, and two and three, you saw you see him walking in in a, uh, you know, and like punching and 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 do and just walking around. So it's gonna be interesting. Like, could you recreate? And should you even recreate the train scene in the live action movie? Because oh my gosh, man. it's not gonna do it justice. <laughs> it's like, well, I that now that you now I didn't even know that that was a thing. But it kind of doesn't make sense to me anymore because the medium that you have with animation is the fact that anything is possible and you, mm -hmm. you'd like to believe that you can do that with live action stuff. It's just not going to look as clean or um, even as, and it sounds silly that because it's uh, live action, but it's not going to seem as real. Like uh, having, if you have a perfect version of an animated to and this is just going back to pretty much anything that they've ever done at Disney, I guess. If you have a perfect version of an animated thing, why even bother with a live action thing? Says the guy. As who long as you don't sing, it's stuff. okay, Harold. <sighs> <laughs> they got okay. Andrew Reynolds, so he might sing. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, um, I think that's uh, unless there's anything else we want to talk about. Um, now, uh, let's wrap up Invisible. Um, overall, um, what do you guys think? How many chefs' kisses does it get? 
It 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 gets uh, five subway trains out of five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you can if you can stomach the violence and stay oh, for point, the yeah. actual storylines, it's well worth it. Like if you can't if you're not good with violence or if you're not good with um even the like lewis said the obscenities aren't even that bad like that's not why the ra- where the rating is coming from it's coming from the fact that for the most part not everybody in the show that starts it is going to end up with both parts of their uh torsos you know what i mean like yeah. it's, something's bound to be missing by somebody so yeah Okay, um, that's it for us today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed our episode. Um, shout out again to all of our fans, or um, you know, plural or singular, um, either one. But uh, thank you for listening to us. Um, I know we do this from uh, the bottom of our hearts, and we do this for fun. But it's also nice to know that there are some people out there actually listening to us. So if you are brand new to our podcast, maybe you just got brought in by George, um, and you want to hear our old episodes, um, you can listen to our old episodes at the the two fanboys one casual dot com for all of our old um, uh, goodies and baddies at the same time. And Lewis on Facebook, uh, two fanboys and a field the casual. Every time the podcast goes live, we'll be posting it there. Uh, not to mention a pretty fun and active Facebook group. You know, a bunch of like-minded nerds, geek gamers, and whatnot uh, sharing jokes, memes, news articles, and all that good stuff out there. Um, come join us. Uh, add us. We'll gladly add you on board. And then on Instagram and Twitter at two fanboys one casual. And as usual, anywhere you find your favorite podcasts, we are there as well. Yeah, and uh, right. if you're listening, anytime you see the little message us uh, on uh, on any of those platforms, hit us up. Like uh, like Harold said, you know, our, we have one fan hit us up over there, and uh, George hit us up uh, over over voicemail. So awesome! Please use those. Let us know if there's anything you guys want to ask us that we can bring up in the next podcast. Yeah, and yeah, if you want to be a if you want to be if you want to have your voice recorded and played onto the podcast as well, yeah. um, and if you have one of our numbers, feel free to send Lewis a voice note. Oh, Jesus, there yeah, you go. Th- that's how desperate we are. We accept voicemail. Um, <laughs> that, that is it for us today. Hopefully, you guys um, uh, enjoyed our podcast. Uh, this is two fanboys in the field of casual. Uh, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Think or think. Ha, 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 ha.